Hey, thanks for dropping by. My name is LT Parker, and I'll be your host of a zillion zany jobs to chat about. Today is episode three. We are moving along. We're so excited here in New York City, where we get a chance to talk about jobs, talk about how to keep them, how people lose them, and all of the benefits that go along with that. Today, we are going to have a special guest. And in fact, the title of this part of our program is called Guess the Guest. That's right. It is a male from New York City, and his first name is John. You'll do more of listening and learning as we go along that I like to do things a little bit different. For example, you're going to hear an alert sound. And when you hear that alert sound, that's going to give you a tip that we're getting closer and closer to the reveal. Oh, but the conversation is prolific. He has a lot to say. And now I'll let you hear what the sound of the bell sounds like. All right. Hey, welcome to a zillion zany jobs to chat about, John. I'm so glad you're here and you're coming on to talk, right? Glad to be here. Yeah. How's your day so far? We got some great weather out there. Listen, as long as, as it's not snowing, it's a good day. Oh, but we need the frost. We need the snow. And it helps I'm, the earth. I'm a real New Yorker, and some of us just live for the summer months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, oh, speaking of summer months, one of the things that I love to do in the summer is go to the botanical gardens. I was a member there from 2020 till just this fall pass. I mean, mm-hmm. my membership, but I was there all the time. Because as a freelancer, I didn't have much to do, right? But mask mm-hmm. on. But when you go to botanical garden, you can go out there by the waterfalls and breathe, remove your mask. Yes. I did it. The botanical gardens is beautiful. The Brooklyn Museum. Because mm-hmm. the first the first side of every month is free. Yeah. The museums is out in Queens, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, New New York is picturesque wherever you go. Oh wow! It's just absolutely beautiful. Oh. Uh, I'm a history buff, so I like to go okay. around different neighborhoods and look at stuff from New York from yesteryear before the developers got their hands on it, oh. and just start digging into what our city used to look like at a certain mm-hmm. time. What is we have a beautiful the areas history. that you like that intrigues you in the city? That's good to know. Greenwich Village, mm-hmm. part of the Underground Railroad. Okay. Sixth Avenue um, has underneath the roadway mm-hmm. is Freedom River. Mm. And Freedom River leads to the Hudson River. But Freedom River on its top side was mm-hmm. just like a regular river that would lead upstate because Broadway is the longest street in the United States. It goes from the tip of Manhattan to Niagara Falls. And wow. people used to use that river, part of the Freedom Trail. They would come into the Dunbow section of Brooklyn, take mm-hmm. a small raft into Manhattan and find their way to Freedom River and wind up trekking their way through to get upstate to Frederick Douglass's home or other places. It's incredible. Wow, look what you just did. Here we are in, in the month of Black History Month, and you just you just started it off like, yeah, I love that. I love thinking about things like that. I love the Schomburg Library because when I, said, you know, when I was like a kid, I would go upstairs and mm-hmm. ask to see images. You know, when you go at the top and you go, I forgot what floor it is, the fifth floor, you mm-hmm. have to get permission to make an appointment to go in and 
I would pull out things from that would remind me of people that I wanted to get to know and images of them. For example, I am a photographer. I've been a photographer for about almost 11 years. Nice. Yeah. And my mother was a photographer in Harlem and she taught photography at Montmorris Park. So let's talk. Talk If you had to give people advice about getting ready for an interview, what would you, what would you say? I'm just give you the floor. I would tell someone plan adequately. I have a three part thing called plan, plot, execute. Uh The planning part is you need to look for the type of jobs that you're looking for. Let's say you want to be a janitor. Mm -hmm. Wanting to find out, especially in the information agencies, let me get a list of all the companies that are currently looking for janitors right now in the five boroughs. Let me get my resume and tailor it accordingly to them. Let me get my cover letter and tailor it to these companies. Mm -hmm. And that's the planning part. When we plot it out, five days, every day for five days, I'm going to hit five of these employers. So I plan that out and I plot who I'm going to send the resume to. And then it's about execution. Monday, five employers, get my resume, get my cover letter. Tuesday, five employers, Wednesday, five employers, do the same thing for five days and make it a repetitive process. There's four weeks in a month. Right. If I'm hitting five employers, five days a week, that's 25 employers times four weeks in a month. That's hundred employers. Wow. You only need one interview to get hired. But if I send out a hundred resumes, depending on the field, I'm normally guaranteed to get at least three or four interviews. Good point. Good point. So it's pretty much putting in the effort to find that in a city like New York, it's not that difficult mm-hmm. depending on the field that you're getting into. Cause some fields are more complicated and there's mm-hmm. a heavier competition, but there's competition in everything. Mm-hmm. I want to be top dog. When I get through, when I get the interview, I want to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. I want to know everything about the company so that I can come in prepared for that interview, mm-hmm. knowing what it is that the company does, what the subtle nuances are. I want to take control of the job at the front door. Okay. Meaning I already have it in my head that I'm getting hired mm-hmm. because the objective of the interview is to get hired. That's the end result The in between, when you walk mm-hmm. out the door, you want to, <clears throat> you want to be remembered. Yes. How do we be, how are we remembered? Mm-hmm. You have to do the little things. In the information age, we email everybody really fast. And that's nice. But I can send 100 emails in one click. Mm-hmm. I still believe that you should send your resume to someone in the mail. Okay. Because there's yeah. something to that about getting something in the mail and someone saying, especially now, they're like, you really took the time to send me a letter mm-hmm. and say thank you and you signed it mm-hmm. with your resume? I remember you. You were the gentleman who had the black hat on with the mock neck. Yes, that's right. And you do janitorial work. Call him again. Let me see what he's doing. Wow. I'm a free agent. I'm going to call everybody, mm-hmm. but I'm going to send everyone who interviews me a thank you letter and mm-hmm. then follow up. Okay. Generally speaking, this is a four, maybe five week process and mm-hmm. you can get a job within a month, Wow. depending on the field that you're in. So you just said plan, plot and execute. I like that. That keeps it simple. But Mm -hmm. what happens if you trying to plan and you not sure how to put your resume together or what what do you recommend for folks that have been in one job for like 10 years and the other jobs were non-related? 
you know, there's a lot of insecurity out there when people putting their resumes together. What do you think? The coolest part about that, if mm -hmm. you've had just one job for 10 years, mm -hmm. you're the type of employee that an employee is looking at and saying, she's going to stay. Mm. He's going to stay. Okay. Because you've proven that you can, you have longevity as opposed to being what's called a job hopper, mm -hmm, who mm -hmm. from one job to the next every six or seven months. Mm -hmm. COVID is a resemblance of 9-11 because New York shut down completely after September 11th. Yeah. But give me something besides COVID. What else mm -hmm. is going on? Did you update your skills? Because you could tell me I didn't, I wasn't able to work a computer when I lost my last job. Now I have a oh. computer and I'm able to work this. I'm familiar with Microsoft Love Word, that. Excel, Access, PowerPoint, Word, Perfect. Where before I could only type 30 words a minute. Now I'm up to 65 words per minute. Exactly. I retain information a lot faster mm -hmm. and I'm a quick study and I'm a quick learner and I'm always asking more questions. Oh, I love it. And I think that is important. I like what you said that, what did you do when you weren't employed? Upgrading your skills. There's always something to learn. I had a quick joke. We were talking earlier about the Wi-Fi situation, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I used to be considered smart, but now I got a smartphone, a smart TV and a smart computer. And it takes me a while to get through it. I don't feel so smart. And I think that what happens when people go on interviews they have to go through a lot of technical issues, get their Wi-Fi up, a lot of interviews on Zoom. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on this topic? When it comes to information, we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. Computers are not perfect. <laughs> if you know you have an interview, um, I, I would advise people try to get on Zoom at least 25 minutes ahead. Hey listeners, I'm having such a great time and I wanted to just jump in and reiterate that this is a new podcast. You see, I have visions and dreams about helping people get jobs because I myself have been able to get a really good job and I'm going to tell those stories later on. But I wanted to say that John is an incredible person. And not only is he someone here that is talking about you know, his own point of view about how to get a job or the preparations, but really listen in and you'll learn so much more. And I want to ask you, do you have a great story to share? And if so, I'd like you to consider emailing me at email at photopodimages.com. That's E-M-A-I-L at photo P h o t o pod p o d images i m a g e s dot com i am a photographer and i am switching gears so i could do more of the podcast i even had a on a spontaneous interview with someone recently near point pleasant beach it was the coolest thing so let me tell you something we could really do this, get together, collaborate, get on the Zoom, probably work on our sound because this is all new for me. But sure, send me an email and let me know what you think. Now we're going to get back to our conversation with John. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you so much. And share the word, please. The next question. A lot of people love working with kids. But recently, because of the pandemic and because of the lawmakers, 
a lot of people lost their jobs in the board of it. They were there for a very long time. Some people were mm -hmm. near retirement. I know some stories and we're going to hear from mm -hmm. some of them down the line. And we're not going to do it in a protest, but just to communicate what really happens, you know, that we don't, the media is not able to catch or pick up or decide to use. But I, I'm going to use some of those uh, situations so that people can be, you know, looking out for them. But there mm -hmm. are people in the workforce from the Board of Ed, there were teachers that may have had their job for 25 years near retirement. The pandemic came, they decided not to get vaccinated and they lost their position. And now they're looking for work. We have a lot of teachers in New York, a lot of teachers that came out of Harlem. So, I mean, what is what do we do? Do we find a community for teachers to say, here, we're here for you? What do you need? Um, would you like to switch careers? Or do we just hope for the best? Because I think something needs to be done. We're in a very heavy quandary at the very moment mm -hmm. because so many companies are COVID-related. And, and what I mean by that, COVID-compliant, I'm sorry. And they want people to be vaccinated. Um, it hurts because you have people who have lost their livelihoods. And unfortunately, a lot of people did not do well for themselves financially and continue to live paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, when you look at a gentleman like Kyrie Irving, he can afford to retire. So you don't, I don't want to get vaccinated. I don't have to play for the Nets anymore. I can retire at 29 mm -hmm. and I can live on the 50 million that I made, mm -hmm. but everyone's not that fortunate. So the person who's living paycheck to paycheck, who has children, who is dependent upon the board of education, they don't have enough in their 401k, they're hurting. They're like, well, what do I do? Because there's, they feel like there's no use for them. And that's unfortunate because everywhere you go, people are asking, are you vaccinated? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to take the vaccination for my job. Mm -hmm. I was dead against it. Mm -hmm. But I took a look at my finances and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I will say this. The pandemic has created an opportunity for people to think outside the box mm -hmm. and create something that's going to be profitable to them that probably didn't exist 10 or 15 years ago okay the thing is people are afraid to take that leap of faith mm -hmm. and because sometimes we're afraid to take that leap of faith we're stuck in that box like i i, I i'm not sure if it's going to happen but you thought the same thing before you became a teacher you didn't know that the children would be responsive Okay. I, I hear you. I like that. So, but we think people need to be encouraged to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. So we, we uh, I mean, you're probably good at encouraging people. Well, we're going to do some hints now as to what kind of career you're in and what you do. And so the first clue is how many years have you been in the profession that you're in? 15, Ooh. 15, 15 okay. to 17 years. Yeah. So what happens on those applications when they ask you, are you experienced or are you, you know, like, are you a professional? Or do you feel like, you know, you, you're very, you know what you're doing? Do you ever, you I'll, know? I'll say something fancy, like I'm tenured. Oh, I like that. I'm tenured for those of us that 
uh, don't use it much, but it is seen on the resume a lot. What is tenured? I've been doing this long enough to know what <laughs> not to say. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, great. All right. So the next question is uh, what everybody wants to know. Do you work for a private company or for the city? I work for a nonprofit organization that actually has contracts with the city. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Now we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. Yes, ma'am. All right. I'm ready for you to reveal. Give us your bio. What do you do and how do you help people in your community? I am an employment specialist mm-hmm. slash job developer. Come on. My job is to go out in the world, talk to employers, figure out what type of entry level or season employment that they have available. And I try to market that to the people that I service in my shelter. Mm-hmm. And my job is to find those jo- guys that make a match and see if we can get the two parties to meet for an interview. And hopefully my coaching will get someone comfortable enough to say, I want to take a chance on, on the people that's in your shelter because there is a stigma to people who are in the shelter situation mm-hmm. or on public assistance. And there's always this stigma that they're shiftless or lazy. And that's not really true. They just need an opportunity. So my job is to be the mouthpiece mm. in order to get you the job interview. And I need you to get your that handshake and let's go. Wow. That's my job. So you see the fruition of your work all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That was a powerful interview. We just got a wealth of information from our employment specialist in New York City who works at a homeless shelter to help men get jobs. That is incredible. Wow. So thank you so much, John Robinson. We had a great time, and I really hope that people walk away with the most amazing tips. When you're not working, take up something to increase your skills. That's number one. And number two, when you're sending out your resume, try to send out to employers at least five resumes a day, and that will get you to 100 resumes a month. You're sure to get some interviews. There were so many other things we talked about, but I just thank you for chiming in, and I hope you have a good day from a zillion zany jobs to chat about. And this was the episode three on Let's Guess the Guest. Have a good one. Bye-bye.